Hello, everyone, and welcome to our take on General Hospital. This week, we are going to be discussing all of the news and happenings on our favorite little ABC soap that could. My name is Jonathan. I'll be your host today. And joining me, we have Tina, Lauren, and Tony Ann. How are you guys doing today? Pretty good. How are you? I'm here. (laughs) Doing well, doing well. All right. So let's just kind of dive into the news real quick. Um, Not a whole lot going on for GH news, but there is some GH alumni news uh, going out. Um, I probably will be the only one that actually cares about the first part, but Jeffrey Vincent Priest has joined the cast of The Young and the Restless in a multi-episode arc, uh, playing the role of Simon Black, a charming, dangerous stranger who has unfinished business with someone in Genoa City. Uh, Is anybody else going to tune in to see our Carlos uh, roam around a CBS soap? No. No. I'm an I'm an ABC girl, but I think it's an excellent pickup for them. He is super talented, and he was like so many others wasted. I'm happy in my own. He's employed, but not enough to actually follow him there. Yeah, bless his heart. I I don't really. He he died at the altar of the triumvirate. So. (laughs) Oh, let's move on. (laughs) Well, going back to ABC, John Stamos has been cast. In the ABC Live musical adaptation of The Little Mermaid. He has? I missed that. He has. <laughs> so. Will, I, Aunt I, Becky, will Aunt Becky be joining him there? Probably not. <laughs> I think she's going to be a little bit busy um, that I day. So um, so but it, it, I'm interested. I'm glad that they're still going to do live musicals. I was kind of worried after the way Rent went down that this live musical theater um, program was going to kind of go by the wait side. But I- I'm glad that ABC is at least giving it a shot. And I'm excited to see what The Little Mermaid has in store for us. If uh, it's anywhere as good as Jesus Christ Superstar, I'll watch. Is this ABC, ABC's first um, live musical? I think so. I can't Jesus think Christ Superstar one. was on NBC. Uh, NBC. Right, and Little Little Mermaid is a Disney property. So yeah, this is just a way this, for them to pimp is, the movie. This is ABC. It's 100% what they do. Um, Kimberly McCullough isn't going to be coming back to GH anytime soon because she's got uh, directing work going on at the CW where she picked up some jobs working on Roswell, New Mexico. Are any of you guys watching uh, Roswell? It's on my list of shows to pick up, but I haven't watched it yet. Um, I it's not a show that I watch. Uh, <laughs> however, um, I mean she's she's been directing quite a bit, an episode here, an episode of there. Um, so I don't know that it precludes her, you know, coming to GH for a quick visit or anything like that. Um. I don't think Robin is needed quite yet. I I sadly agree. But I, I am proud that Kimberly's been doing, she's been picking up, it seems like, more and more work each season. Um, doing, you know, an episode here, an episode there. And while Roswell is in a show I watch either, it is one that's on my list because I am a glutton for punishment for the CW shows. Uh, and now that's gotten <laughs> at least a first season. Me too. I'm, I'm going to definitely try and, try and give it a go um, and see what's going on. But... That's pretty much it for news this week. Like I said, really, really light week there, but that gives us a little bit more time to 
discuss some of the things that are going on in Port Charles. So I guess the place I want to start here real quick is Kim and Julian's breakup. (laughs) Kim wrote a whole, you know what? It's not you. It's me uh, letter to break up with Julian and her little dear Charlie letter. it, It didn't go over quite as well as she expected it to though. I don't, I don't really know what she was expecting. Are you, are you guys sad that they broke up? No. I'm sad Kim is still breathing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Wow, okay. I don't, I don't yeah, I'm, I'm not fond of the character of Kim either. Um, I, I oh. don't like the foreshadowing road this is going down. Um, I... <laughs> Yeah, I just... Well, of course she's going to be pregnant. <laughs> exactly. Pregnant. I, I mean, and, and, and they sit in there, and one minute That's she's all, no, 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 I'm not going to do this to my friend, and then, oh, let me jump your bones. Yeah, I just... Uh, oh, all oh, the grossness. Okay. It's I, so I, icky. It's a, it's a bizarre story. I get it. But I want to just stick up for Kim a little bit here, because she waited. She she kept saying no. And the thing that I think triggered her was the ankle monitor. When she knew he was going to go off and he was going to be with somebody and it wasn't going to be with Liz, that's when it clicked in her mind that it could be her. I don't know. I just... It doesn't absolve her. I, there is no... There, it's just... It, it's so gross... It, to me, it just doesn't absolve her of anything. And I'm glad that she and Julian are done. I'm glad that Julian got pissed at her. Because she was crying those crocodile tears and I felt nothing. She, you know, she really could have, um, you know, held Dranko, whatever you guys want to call him, mm-hmm. and, and truly helped him. Well, you know, I know you have these memories. I share these memories with you. Um, This is what you don't realize has happened. You know, sit down and really talk to him as someone who connects with the memories that he does have and can shade in the lines and color in the blanks and really have been more of a touchstone for him. But no, she decided that she wanted to get it on instead. So hey, and I same, wonder. If same could be said of Liz and Jake. I, I, for me, what colors it differently for me is what she tried to do to real Drew before that, this yes. whole thing but, started. Well, and that's the other thing because that's like the attempted rape nobody wants to talk about. But I, I think those are just different. Because, like, again, he, Franco's not suffering from a mental illness. Franco, for all like purposes, is Drew. Like, if we're following the story logic of the story, he is he is Drew in but Franco's he body. Franco's right. body. But it's not so it's not a mental Franco, illness. If you're gonna accept that premise, Jonathan, then you need to accept uh, the premise that all she wanted to do was jump Drew's yes. bones. Yes. No. One hundred percent. That's all she wanted. But it's not like something disgusting or rape or weird or anything. It's just, oh no, it just was get her the first try. Her first real try with Drew. real Drew, yes. And but then you know Drew, she, she got 
yeah, she got lucky because, you know, <laughs> now she's got this guy with all these memories and she, you know, made it very easy for her to jump into bed with him. And then, of course, you know, because she wanted to get pregnant and do all these things, you know, that she's not taking her birth control properly or any of that stuff. And I wouldn't you be know, surprised if she did like if a hormone she, injection or something. I'll be perfectly honest. If she doesn't get pregnant, I'll actually be surprised. Uh, it, it's too set up. Like I I would be so surprised if they didn't do that. Yeah. So writers, if you really want to throw us for a loop. No baby. But well. but don't see. I like the symmetry of it. I mean, literally, this is what went on with Sam and Liz. So does Liz recognize it? Does she say, "Well, now he's she's got the first son, or the first daughter, the first child of Franco's"? Franco has no biological children. Kim would be in the same position that that Liz was with Jake. And you know what? I'd have no problem with that if Kim was a character I wanted to keep on the canvas. <laughs> but she's not. Less well, that's the poor writing. That because she's a powerhouse. You have to give it to her. She's one of the best talents that we that that we've seen on daytime well, in a long time. I will say the thing I do like about her now is that they are you know using her with at least more than one character. Because for a while there, it felt like they were just you know block filming her on a Thursday. And then she was just with whoever's on set, and then we would not see her interacting with the rest of the cast. Like, I do like that they're kind of interweaving her to the canvas a little bit better. I just, like you guys, I don't care about the character, so I don't really see the point in her. Well, it's just kind of funny to watch the last couple of weeks. We've had scenes like outside Kelly's where two people are talking, and you actually see people walk out the door of Kelly's. They have a conversation, and then those people move on, and the original two people go back to their conversation, like kind of happens at work. They, they, they went back to some of this overhearing type thing, like what's going on with Sam right now, uh, with you know the dawn of day nurse overhearing. And it's like some of these things are... It, it's like they've been missing them for a while, or is it just me? Oh, no, they've been definitely missing those little, like, nuances. You know, it's something that kind of overhearing conversations, more people being on the canvas, like, it feels like a real show again. Right, because let's let's per- be perfectly honest. Brad has blabbed so much about baby Wiley that everybody in Port Charles should know. <laughs> exactly. Because I mean, he talks been... about it in Charlie's all the time. There's been thousands of opportunities to be overheard. And no one has overheard anything. Just kind of blows my mind. Well, I mean, it's like the secrets that didn't get revealed. Yeah, but this one's been so long. I mean, like like now Obrecht is like the new person that they want to you know, keep from blabbing. Literally been over a year, but it feels like three. But her her knowledge of kind of what happened is organic because she's the one who helped now give birth. Uh-huh. She knew it was a healthy baby. So she knew there were issues from the get-go. You know, she knew that 
Nell did not give birth to a stillborn. Or a baby that wasn't going to make it in five seconds. I'm kind of surprised they waited until now to bring Obrecht into the into the Wiley story. Because, like, she wasn't a part of it until right before the um, wedding reception. I feel like she should have been a part of it before that. Well, I think I think you're right. But it literally it's like they're they're like lining up the obstacles for, you know, Brad to knock down with Julian's help. You know, it was the you know, the mom found out and then and and then, you know, because you had Willow finding out that that was the baby. And then you had, you know, you had like all these things and it was like always an issue and it's been resolved and it's an issue and it's been resolved and it's an issue and it's been resolved. Um, and now it's like, what's going to be the Obrecht resolution because Brad's not getting the resolution he wanted because Julian made a choice. Kudos to him for making a choice. Not every daytime characters actually make a choice and stick to them. That's my question. Do you think, should he be presented with an opportunity to make a similar choice again, he would make a different one since the reason he made that choice no longer exists? That's, I felt like he was going out and going to be dark now. I really did. See, I'm not sure that he made that choice just for Kim. I think part of it is Alexis, too. And with Christina not quite thrilled with the relationship with Neil and Alexis. Um, kind of. You know, the door's kind of open there. She's definitely made her peace with Julian. Christina has, you know, and at this point, even Molly's calmed down. I mean, and Sam's, you know. <laughs> we'll get to her in a little bit. No, I'm Sam, just saying, when it comes Sam to her dad, she's not as anti-Julian as she used to be. And I don't think she would begrudge Alexis whatever choice she decides to make if she decides to go back to him yes but I think she's going to once she finds out that he allowed he he allowed Brad to put Lucas in that position because Lucas matters to her more than more than anything else well you got to realize at this point the only thing Julian has done is not open his mouth because he just found out who the baby actually belongs to. So all the steps he took before that, he had no idea it was Michael's baby. No, but he knew that there was a chance that somebody was going to come forward. He knew that somebody was going to, could potentially come forward and say, that's my baby and take the baby away. He didn't care about that part because he can make them go away. It wasn't until he found out that was Sonny's grandson in quotes that he cared. Right. Like and he, that's anybody else, he's like, whatever, we'll, we'll deal with you that. You know, Sam but he was, only well, cared. Okay, was well aware that, you know, the, ba- the baby was Shiloh and Willows and whatever, so they thought. And she was happy to team up with Julian and switch paperwork and do all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, because, you know, I think she would feel very differently about it if she knew she was actively keeping Michael. Yeah. Well, she thought she was helping them keep the baby from Shiloh, not Correct. from Willow. 
she she willow knew who the baby was willow was not going to be harmed so the only person she was willing to harm in that scenario was shiloh right which is the big bad which that was julian's point too yes because julian just found out this week that it's sunny's grandchild No, he knew it was not. He knew the baby didn't wasn't Wiley. I mean, wasn't wasn't Willow's and Shiloh's. So he knew there was always the potential that somebody, whoever that nameless, faceless person was, would come forward and say, "I never consented." Because he yeah, but he never knew that that child was connected to Sonny. Right. Yeah. Now he's afraid. He said, "You just signed our death warrant." He so he's not objecting because it's Michael. He's objecting because the other party could actually do something. Right, which which is an instance where his you know he has more skin in the game than ever before, and he chose not to go after Obrecht. Maybe he's actually had some change. I don't know. Maybe there's been some growth in the character of Julian. He's only been on screen since what <laughs> the the early nineties. Finally, yeah. some growth. Just a little bit. That's okay. But I will say I am excited to see kind of what this brings for the character of Julian because I've been kind of bored with him, like his Me entire too. interaction with Kim, too, like of. in that relationship, like it, it didn't give him anything to do. So if this puts him in kind of that perspective where he gets to drive some story for a little bit and not end up, you know, putting a knife to the love of his life's neck. I, I'd be interested in seeing where the story goes. Um, and also, I really did enjoy the scenes um, where he was taking back Charlie's and just being like, yeah, deal's off. Sorry, plans change. He's like, no, this is, this is what it is. And then Olivia just kind of <laughs> not being super excited about that. Side can we give Olivia a point, please? Because I just feel like I, I like Lisa Lucicero, but she doesn't have a point anymore. She hasn't had a point in well, what, a I very mean, long time. Right now, her, her, her main point is making sure she hangs on to Dante's memory. That seems to be her only point right now. Well, well I'll just say I like that the show is has kind of learned its lesson and it's not killing off these characters that when they decided to take her off contract, we didn't have the death of, you know, Ned and Ned and Olivia dying in a plane. They married them. And for all we know, they're off somewhere on the canvas leading their life. I like that better than killing everybody off. And then you find the need, the story they actually could fit into, but you killed the character off. I, I think they I think they are being smarter about that. However, they mm-hmm. did kill Shiloh. They it did. Saw his and body. Him okay. Dead. So. I, I'm sorry. Really, identification the, in the middle of the lobby of. Yes, the there's hospital. a whole lot of store issues I got with this this mess. So Shiloh's dead. 100%. They killed him off, and they made sure the viewer saw. Because I kind of thought when like. Uh, she got Sam shot him in the back with a flare. I was like, okay, so there we go. He's gonna come back in like six months and just like cause more terror. But nope, they just right in the middle of the hospital, way in front of everybody, just like yeah, just just Chase was like, just open it up. Let's let's do this. 
Yeah, and, and just, who is Willow to do the identification? Right? I was like, how the woman that he allegedly raped is going to be the one that's identifying him? Could it not be like uh, her mom? Would her mom not have been a better like person to identify the body? But she's at prison. I, I don't know. Find somebody. There's got to be somebody out there, but like that was just I, I very know the police soapy. police commissioner could identify the body. I don't know. Somebody. It just was. It, was, it felt so weird. And also the entire people that were in the hospital at that moment, I was like, this is convenient. But they wanted to make sure we saw his dead body. So we know for, for a fact like, he's he dead, dead. dead. So, yes, but I think it, I don't think he died the way we think he died. I think oh, I no. think he went over. I mean, she shot him. He went over, and then somebody was there to pick him up. The question is who. Ah uh, no, I think he's dead. The same way I think it was Sam that that. Oh that no, shot the I think blow. whoever went to pick him up shot him. I don't think he died from the gun from the flare gun. I assumed it was the flare gun, and then he drowned. I'm going to bet no. I'm going to bet no. I'm just going to say I'm going to bet no. He had gotten shot point blank in the chest. Yes, he had a vest on. But even with those vests, I mean, you take a round of the chest, it's a lot of times you end up with bruised and cracked ribs. And then, you know, comes back out, tries to get Jason, gets the flare gun to the back, which, hey, let's say, I will say that was kind of creative. I did not realize that was a flare gun at first. I wondered why the hell he was screaming. Yep, that 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 was that was kind of new, and then you know overboard he goes. So at this point he probably can't breathe properly anyway, and now he drowns. Yeah. Um, because Peter never made it to the boat with the money. Because that's where he, if you ask me, that's where he was headed to go give him cash. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. I just think if if. If she's going to get arrested, it can't just be on on that little comment. So, all right, there's there's two parts of this, I think, to, to talk about. One, I did like the fact that it was Sam that kind of ended up saving Jason. Yes. Like, when Jason saved Sam, I was like, ah, oh, here we go again, once again, you know, the knight in shining armor doing his thing. But the fact that it didn't end there and that we did get Sam, you know, being the one to – to, to take down Shiloh, like it was at least something different, and well, I they, did enjoy that. They flipped the script, and then he admitted he made a mistake because he didn't check his pulse. Yup. But the thing that made me more angry than anything was during the interrogation scene. Mm-hmm. Um, so, mm-hmm. Tina, you watch a lot of procedurals, right? Yes, I do. Okay. So, can you explain to me why uh, the police commissioner is interrogating Jason – with Diane and Sam is just chilling in the room, pacing and like kind of nodding her head and no, 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 doing yeah. that no, 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 at that no, no, same no. time. You don't put suspects together. <laughs> Literally, two there murder are suspects. about that. <laughs> I just was like, this is not how this happens. This is not. No. Not any of this works. <laughs> this well, just work like Sunny and Jason don't get to be lead questioners either, but you know. What? That's fine. That's General Hospital. They made the rules. But this is like Law 101. You don't have suspects in there together because they're going to change their stories, collaborate, and then adjust as they need to. Like, right. and, you're supposed to be able to trip them up. Other thing that would never happen because it's it's not up to the police commissioner 
to press charges. It's up to the district attorney, right? It's up to the district attorney. So when she sold them, they were all free to go and everything was cut and dried. That was not her decision to make. When well, that's left- not always true. Sometimes a cop can make an arrest. Cops, may- We just saw that on Law & Order where the DA didn't want to prosecute the gal and she and he said we make arrests all the time that that the DA doesn't sign off on. Correct, but then but, they still have to go to court. Exactly, and the DA has to be involved from that point forward. Yes, absolutely. So while they can make an arrest, but they can't just say, "Oh yeah, this we're just going to let you go and never press charges again." Mm-hmm. It would it would never happen. She would have never said those words. And then, you know, call her back a couple hours later. Yeah. Go, L- oh, no, we we changed, met, I changed my mind. LOL. Don't just disregard just what we just said. It's it's fine. Come, come back here. No. It just makes they're, – they're not doing New Jordan any favors. No. No. They're not. They're not. And honestly, I, I'm very happy with Curtis off on capers with Laura. Yes. And, better. And that's a much better use of, 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 of Curtis's time. It's less of me fast forwarding through Curtis scenes because I will watch him and uh, Laura, but I will not. Nope. Nope. Um, Honestly, I'll watch Curtis with anyone but Jordan. It's just it's so bad. <laughs> so, so bad. And it's not the actress's fault because the actress is not doing a bad job. I don't know. Just, no, she's just this is not. Totally- a the character writing. and not who she is as a person. So she definitely I actually like her. I actually like her interpretation better than the original. Oh, oh, definitely. And but once again, they're just not writing the police commissioner with a brain. No. You know, it it goes back to that running joke of Port Charles being the Keystone cops. Um it's like, you know, we we brought in the Scorpios. Like, that should not be happening. And where was Mac in all of this? Well, he's chief detective. detective. So where has he been? Where's he been since he got the job? Yep. Writers, drop the ball there. And, and, and let's go back to the court case. I mean, come yeah. on. Robert didn't even open his mouth. Like, why? I just Oh, they, what a dumb line. He has too much of a presence. I don't they, get that. That was the dumbest explanation. They just made choices and well, then I don't think they planned what to do at, with those choices. Well, but like, you know it'd be great for the Scorpio brothers to work together not realizing what this meant. Well, see, to me, I understood he brings in a female assistant DA. Okay. She's the one who does the um, questioning of the female witnesses. Female to female, it's maybe easier. Given, for, that's your explanation. The makes total sense. Right. That's, that's your work. explanation. But not then, the, not this presence thing. Right. Well, oh no, but that's a he's a big male presence for Which, the women. I get that. Then say that. Male. Right. And, but then up against Shiloh, it should have been Robert. That's right. That's where they kind of drop the ball for me as someone who watches a lot of procedurals. Yeah, either he's that good or he's not. <laughs> well, maybe one day we'll find out. <laughs> but that day is not today. No, it's not. 
You're so right. is anybody sad that that Shiloh's gone, or is that just kind of it, it was his time? Ding dong. It was past said. his time, in my opinion. I like but Shiloh was a terrible character. Right. And and like I said last week, had they put Drew, Drew's memories in his brain? Such a better story. It would have been way a better. better. But. And we could have kept the. Uh, I, I think he's a great actor. He had a lot of chemistry with people on screen, including Sam. Yes. And and Drew and Sam have a history. So and they share a child together. Like you could have gone right back to that well. Um. Uh. And he played well off of Steve Burton. He really did. You know what I mean? Um. So. He could continue to, I mean, let's be honest, Drew and, and Jason, yes, they were starting to find a common ground, but it wasn't solid. And then, of course, you revert Drew back to the person who hated Jason mm-hmm. um, because Jason had all the opportunities that he didn't. Um, you, you know, they, they could have continued to antagonize each other. But my question would be, don't you think they're going to bring back Drew? So then you have two Drews on the canvas. I think the, temp, the the Franco thing is going to be temporary. I think he will come out of it maybe nine months from now when the baby's born. I, and he'll remember Franco being Franco. I don't think he's done being Drew. I think the procedure is going to have maybe make his Drew memory stronger initially. And then he'll remember being Franco. I think there will come a point that he remembers being Franco. But then you don't want two Drews on the canvas. I think this is a short-term play. Yeah, I think in well, the, the I mean, they run. they made two Jasons work on the exactly. canvas by creating Drew. So um, there, there's always a way. There's they a can, way they can do things. And so who are they going to bring in to play Drew that fans will really accept? I have an idea. I know who I think would be great. It would who? be very meta to bring in Trevor St. John. No, thank you. Oh that my. is my pick. That oh is my. my pick. I think he would be wonderful. I just kind of don't see the point in bringing Drew back if it's not Billy Miller. They, then if I just I'm I'm done with the character really. I well, don't. I see the I, need I, for him. I see but, what, she, what yeah. she's talking about though. You know, you bring him in as you know, bring Trevor St. John as, in as Drew, and now you've got the tale of two Drews, kind of like the tale of two uh, Todds, but only different. You know. And we know they have that that chemistry, and I think he's one of the few actors still that brings a following. There's not that many that I would say that. If yeah, I, on, I, 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 I don't know that um, we need any more ca- actors on. We G. don't. No, we don't. This cast, cast is so huge. bloated. Yeah, and isn't I think Trevor's busy, but I could be wrong. I thought he was filming some. Some uh, primetime show. Yeah, he's part of Roswell in New Mexico, which is what Kimberly McCullough is directing. So hopefully he can, maybe one day, maybe one day. But Lauren, you mentioned Franco and the procedure. So let's let's dive into that for a bit. So Liz uh, committed Franco and they're trying to embark on getting him a procedure to Fix what has been going on in his head. Oh, I, hmm, 
I don't know. I, I, I still am just conflicted on this story. So I guess can you guys make me feel one way or another? Like Tina, what 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 are you feeling on the story so far? Well, I mean, it shows that Drew 1.0 was a little bit of a jerk because he doesn't bit. really seem to have that compassion gene. Although it's kind of funny that it came out for the kid. That was cute. I did like I that. loved his scenes with Aiden. Um, Is the accent bothering anybody else? Just fading in and out of the accent Yes, if he kept me. it, it would be fine. But it's in half the time he's got that southern twang. The other time it's just normal. Yeah, it, the floating in and out bothers me more so. Um, and then, okay, so, you know, one thing I do like is that he, although it was not what she was trying to do, he try, he was trying to call Liz on, you know, trying to use the kids as emotional blackmail although that was not the case in this particular instance um and i think it's simply because she hadn't thought about doing it at that point (laughs) but she has done it in in the past with other people so it's correct like yes that's good it's not like it's not something she would do yes so it was you know it's Always nice to see characters getting called on what they're doing and the poor choices that they're making. Um, It's just in this instance, she was not doing it at that moment, but at least, you know, I could see where he, why he went there. And then he spoke to her about it. She told him that, you know, that was not what she was doing and he believed her. Um, So it was like, they have, you know, they, there's like no trust there, but he did believe her. So that was a positive. Um, and it was nice to know that, you know, he was able to show that compassion to a child who did nothing wrong. Absolutely nothing. Um, it, it just, I, 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 I think the legal argument is interesting. It's kind of funny. You have the court case go, you know kind of going kind of crazy you have the interrogation being done really silly but then you have this whole legal guardianship power of attorney thing going on that actually seems like rooted in reality as crazy as this storyline is yeah because even though he has drew's memories he is legally still franco correct so that's his name that's his name on his id and, and for if he gets fingerprinted, he's going to come back as Franco Baldwin or whatever his legal name is now. So it's I I like this, and I'm interested to see where it goes. And I like seeing Elizabeth fight for what she wants and actually able being able to root for her fighting for something. Well, it's nice to see her fighting for something, not just climbing a few flights of stairs. True. How did we feel about the Elizabeth and Sam scene? <laughs> Hypocrites. The two of them. Just stop. I don't need Sam's point of view on this Franco story. I really don't. I I just think that I was really, whatever we want to call Franco, I'll just stick with Franco for the time being. But 
Franco has a big point here. What court is going to force him to undergo a procedure that has a very high probability that he'll end up a vegetable? Well, here's the thing. As long as she has the power uh, uh, over him, because, and, you know, he's mentally incapacitated, then she makes all the decisions and that's all there is to it. But did he sign that paper or are we just going off marriage? She's going to court to get. She she went to court and she got an emergency injunction. That's all she got, though. That's she's got an injunction for the time being. Right. And that doesn't mean she's good. That's why he's going to court for a competency hearing. Yes. But that's why he's going. That's why he's going to. Shadybrook instead of going right to the brain zapping. But I don't think I would be okay with my wife doing what she's doing. I would not be happy that I'm taking that risk because he can live a happy life as Drew. And that is much preferable to being brain dead. That is a big issue for me that I would be terrified of. That would be, that's, that's right up there on my list of things that I very much fear would be to be trapped like that. So at, at this point in time, I mean, yes, that's her plan. But we haven't actually seen that all unfold because now he's going to be reviewed at Shady Brook. Who knows what decision he's going to make at that point or what he's going to say. And for and the court could decide that he's competent enough to make his own medical decision. But and I think if we're talking Franco as Franco, I think he would want her to take the risk. You got to remember, at the end of the day, for Franco, Liz and her kids are the only ones that ever believed in him fully. And, you know. For good reason. Well, I'm not saying they're not for good reason, not good reason, tumor in the brain, whatever. Um, but that was that unconditional love. He He got that from her kids and he got that from her. And he jumped in, you know, Cameron's spot with that unconditional love that he has for her kids, kids that are not his. Um, and remember, and, his words are what's guiding her. She's fighting for him to come back like he promised he would. Right. So I, I can see it. But I do understand what you're talking about. It's better for him to be alive and a different person than to be in a vegetative state. I do understand that, Lauren. Um, And you got to remember, Andre is doing all these predictions. He hasn't even examined Franco yet. He's doing all of this off of test results. But he hasn't even looked at Franco's file yet. Right. He's just playing numbers off top of his head because he doesn't know. None of them know because this has never been done. I do like the fact that they are saying that, you know, this stuff is all new, that especially this reversing part, because it shouldn't be normal. (laughs) Although it seems to be all of a sudden on GH. I'm just saying it's a big it's a big risk to take. And I don't know, you know, I'll be back is a lot different than risk the idea of me being in a permanent vegetative vegetative state. And I do think Sam 
whether it was not needed or not from a writing standpoint yes i agree they they just wanted the conflict but i do think she was trying to be helpful i think she was trying to say i lived through this except she did i mean she did but she didn't as much as jason made her own choice kelly monaco's emmy reel that year was her convincing him his life was worth living so yeah jason made the choice to get the surgery and save his life but a lot of that was because of sam so she didn't just well between sam and then robin and bringing in patrick i mean there was a lot of stuff going on but i think what she's saying is back off back off and give him a chance to make to come around so it when sam took her foot off the pedal is when jason came around but she was pushing and pushing and pushing and right but at the same time he has you know he has now proven the ankle monitor came off he was ready to go exactly so from elizabeth's standpoint she's got nothing to lose because franco's gonna come back or she's gonna lose franco i she's to lose Franco no matter what because if he stays Drew she loses him if he becomes a vegetable she loses him this is her only chance well see I think she could have said to him if they were going to go down this path you could have seen a scene where she could say I have this power I could use this but I'd much prefer you just promise to stay here and let him examine you and and let's see what this is and that very well may come about as he spends time at Shady Brook. She may still give him that choice. Yeah. And That's he what may I choose to stay. For. Yes. But in the quick desperation of the moment, she used the law. And especially, I don't think she would have done it as quickly if she didn't know that Kim was circling either. Kim wasn't circling. Kim walked away multiple times. Oh, she, yeah, but yeah, but at that point they were ready to, get, you know, get on a plane and go and never come back. Oh, at mm-hmm. that point, yes, yes, that day, yes. Once the ankle monitor came out. So she was doing anything in her power at that point. Well, the last story I think that's really worth talking about, and I'm kind of interested to see what you guys think about it, um, is our teen set. So one thing that jumped out at me, so we talked really highly of Lustin last time, but it looks like Jocelyn might start Lustin after some Dustin herself. Do you think that we could be embarking on a child grooming storyline for Dustin um, and Jocelyn? Because there was some really, I don't know, subtext was played in some of those scenes that maybe I'm just overreading. Oh, um, no, but no, no, no. I got like that creepy that's teacher where we're, yeah. vibe in the, me- in the meadow talking. Oh, yeah. It that. just it jumped out at me. And oh. Do we trust General Hospital to tell this story well? No, but I'm here for it. <laughs> if they don't do it, I'm going to be more angry than if they do it and they do it bad. <laughs> like, I don't trust the show to, to tell the story the way I want to see it told. But I don't like Jocelyn. This girl has grown tremendously as an actress, and I'm really thinking that this could be like the story that can really set her apart um, on the show. And they've got a great teen set right there right now, and I'm just really interested to see where they're going with it. Do you see them doing the Dustin as a predator thing, or do you see 
Jocelyn falling for her teacher and kind of doing a want, star Skyler thing on. I Walmart. don't want, I don't need that. This is 2019. It is time to stop with the, the, the school girl falling in love with the, the teacher. And I'm okay with the teacher, like manipulating the school girl and just showing that it's wrong and icky from the start. And that's what I feel like GH is doing here because that was not played for Dustin. Like, not being creepy like that was just it felt so inappropriate just everything about it dustin being a predator is going back to what i said last week it's the kind of story that gh has when they've told has put them back on the map meaning i think that we've done the i'm with jonathan that we've done the school girl creating problem story to death Telling the story of the teacher who grooms the kid is so timely. Where I live, that's been in that kind of a case has been actually in the news several times in this area. I mean, and we're, I we're talking really about not just grooming. I mean, I, I know that there's there's a big thing out there. People are talking about you know teachers in schools are pushing their political thoughts on kids and and, and they talk about how easy it is and what have you. Uh, it's it's a story that's ready to be told it's in the news it's it, it's new you know it's there and it's I something didn't really that they get haven't the done creepy in vibe off those scenes but i did get like an oh no she's falling for him vibe the way that jocelyn was talking to trina and cameron after that scene with Dustin when she said I felt heard I they were going in the she's gonna fall for him way but that's what a groomer does mm-hmm. yeah they make you feel heard because he tells her you know I, it's not I'm gonna give you assignments you need to get a journal and write your ideas mm-hmm. and it, it, you know it's not like therapy but it kind of is and yeah no it was definitely an odd vibe and and then you know He's all over Lulu. Uh huh. And it's just, it was just kind of creepy. I want them to take their time with the story, though. I do not want them to just blow it and then just do it all like in a span of like two months and it's done. Like, I want this entire thing um, just moving forward and just going from there. So, now I will say my mind went to a different place. He's now, because we forget that Carly is a Spencer, we forget that. Right? That makes Lulu a Spencer. All right, not Lulu. That makes Joss a a Spencer. He's already positioned himself with one Spencer. What goes in the journal? The thing we were just complaining about with Shiloh. You're writing your your secrets and your family secrets. I'm sure she would write in her journal all about Deb. Is he somebody going after the Spencers? Because he's certainly ingratiating himself with all of them. Oh, yeah. Always a possibility. Do you think I mean, he might be a cat? Do we all believe Helena's actually dead dead? Exactly. Well, I certainly don't think but, I certainly don't think that that what's her face, Hayden, has been hired by Spencer. No. Do you think she was hired by Dustin? Was she hired by Dustin? And is he a kid of uh whatchamacallit? The other brother? Who's the other one? Nikos? No, the uh, the not crazy one. Davros, Stefan. Yeah. Yeah, is she? Is he? He looks an awful lot like Stefan. Hmm. He looks like a young Stefan. He certainly, you certainly see that. Man, I, I, know, I but... think Hayden was hired by Nick. Well, that yeah, was same. my other thought. Is he? Is she hired by Nick? 
But it's got to be somebody because she's certainly not telling. It's going to be definitely something interesting to watch as the weeks go on and something for us to discuss in the future. But before we wrap up here tonight, I want to go around the panel real quick and just get your ratings on the week. So on a scale of one to ten, how would you rate this week's General Hospital? Tony Ann, I'm going to throw to you first. What, how did you how did you think this week was? I'd give it about a six. Solid six? Okay. Okay. Well, Lauren, you were the one that rated last week the highest of us. So are you still still riding the, the general hospital high? I, I I think maybe the others have influenced me a little bit, but I guess my my unhappiness with the rape stories that don't get told and and the glossing over how the audience feels about what happened to Drew versus what we saw Drew do with it and then to write him right out. I, I guess that's bugging me a lot. So I'm going to go to a six going on seven. Okay. Very, very fair. Tina, uh, you and me were the lowest last week. I, I feel like that might stay the same, but but what what did you give uh, GH this week? Four. Wow, again. <sighs> I don't blame you. So Considering I was able to get through it all, I, I was able to rate it the way I did. So here, here's my thing, and I'm also going a four, but I enjoyed General Hospital this week. I thought Monday's episode was really interesting, kept me on the edge of the seat. Like it, it was high paced, and I liked that things were moving the entire time. Um, I liked some of the the ways things developed, but then a lot of it was just dumb soap opera writing that is unacceptable. Like the fact that they did the IDing of the body in the hospital, the the fact that they did um the interrogation the way that they did like just there's all these like little nagging things and that kind of took me out of the moment and kind of brought the show down for me when it could have like had they just told those moments right dude this this could have been a solid week but because they did the things that they did it, it it brought it down for me as well so it's it's a solid four well with that said it is time for us to get out of here thanks everyone for listening you can listen to and subscribe to us now on itunes spotify google play or whatever podcasting app you prefer please rate and review us on there so others can find in and join in on the fun you can find all the other podcasts that we are involved in and working on and the comment section to this episode and all the other ones at rtakemedia.com you can find us on twitter at rtakemedia and use the hashtag or take GH when discussing the episode so we can delve into your comments in future episodes. You can follow me at SoapWikiJohn. You can follow Tony Anna XO, Tony Roni XO, and Tina dusted off her old Twitter account at Tina OLTL for now. Um, thank you for listening, and until next time, goodbye. Hi, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.